Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for Bluegrass and Roots Music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with mm. other women and mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. From BGS, thebluegrasssituation.com, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Andy Caden is the founder, owner, and head baker at Bub & Grandma's, a wholesale bakery that provides loaves to some of L.A.'s best restaurants, including Osteria Moza, Petit Trois, Kismet, and Squirrel. After 10 years of writing for TV and advertising in Los Angeles, Caden decided it was time for a career change, and being from New Jersey, he always had a deep love for sandwiches, so much so that his nickname became Lunch at a previous job. So while dreaming of someday opening a sandwich shop in L.A., he decided that he first needed to learn how to bake bread. He eventually committed himself to baking loaves every day in his home kitchen, giving them away to friends, and one such loaf got into the hands of Scott Zuizen of Dune, home to some of L.A.'s best falafel and other Mediterranean bites. Zuizen was so impressed that he convinced Caden to supply Dune with their daily ciabatta, essentially turning his home kitchen into a commercial kitchen for the first six months of Bub and Grandma's existence, something he'd recommend never doing again. Now located in a warehouse east of downtown L.A. with 12 bakers by his side, Caden and his team produce more than 1,300 loaves a day, making Bub and Grandma's one of the best premium small-batch wholesale bakeries in the city. I caught up with Andy after one of his early morning shifts back in July. I'm Andy Caden. My bread bakery is Bub and Grandma's. We are an Eastside wholesale bakery. We serve about 80 restaurants around Los Angeles, all the way from Pasadena to the Valley to Santa Monica and Venice. We kind of grew over the last two and a half years into making about 
I don't, I don't even know now, like 20 different kinds of bread on a daily basis. After we kind of started developing the breads that we wanted to do, other restaurants started requesting specific breads that we developed for them. Kismet in East Hollywood asked us to, to design a Barbary bread, which is a really beautiful bread, 30% spelt flour with some nigella and sesame seeds, a little uh, Persian olive oil as well. Um, we're developing a bunch of different breads for mozza. We do all of the bread for Osteria mozza, Pizzeria mozza, and Kispaka as well, the mozza plex, so to speak. Uh, wax paper, we do baguettes and seeded loaf and our focaccia, which we make with polenta grain cornmeal and, and that same Persian olive oil, which is really delicious. Lots of different stuff. The, the cycle of making bread never stops. We start making the bread on, it's like today I started making the bread for, I don't even know what day of the week it is, Tuesday. Uh, we started making the bread for Thursday. So it's a cycle that never stops. We're baking the bread for today. We're mixing the bread for tomorrow that will eventually be shaped tomorrow and then baked on Thursday. We keep everything to a very fixed eight, eight and a half hour shift and, and everything gets done in that time. This job requires you to work from in the time when most people are sleeping. And when you do that five days in a row, it can really feel like you exist on a different planet. So it's important to recognize that the people who are making this food for you every day that you consume are living compromised lives to do so. They really enjoy it, but they also you know, wake up when you go to bed. So it's, it's important to me that that is recognized and, and rewarded. So when that bakery shift starts in the morning, I mean, when I, when I wake up, if I wake up at three and I roll out of bed and immediately go out the door and get to the bakery at like 3.16. So I'm still kind of groggy when I'm loading that first bake. And it's important to have music that doesn't jar you into reality. You got to kind of ease into it. So I like to start the day with something very ethereal and airy, and but still with some kind of rhythmic element to it. Because if you start playing super woozy, you know, dreary light music, you can you can sort of drift back into uh, nap time. Um, but for me, I, I like a lot of 70s progressive or krautrock or things like that. Like Ashra, I really like a lot. Um, that guy Manuel Gotching has some really amazing kind of repetitive, spacey, peaceful, but forward moving music. Uh, Noi is also good for that. There's a, you got a, a very consistent drum beat that's moving forward, but it's not punching you in the face. I also want to point out Noi as a choice compared to Can. It's such a yeah. That's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Can comes in. Can can be later in the morning. <laughs> Um, so that stuff can kind of start the day. And then from there, you can kind of transition anywhere. I mean, we, we, for me, I, I listen to so many different kinds of music that it could go, it can go jazzy from there. We, I listen to a lot of jazz. I'd say jazz is probably the, the sort of main musical center of my, of what I consume. So anything from like Freddie Hubbard to Wayne Shorter to Miles Davis to Alice Coltrane to John Coltrane to... It goes all over the place. This week, listening to Freddie Hubbard's First Light, which is really like kind of borderline Muzaki. I, I, it just it's light, but it's funky and it's interesting jazz. Uh, that that album always is great for the early morning.
And then that guy, Manuel Gaching, he was formerly in Ashra Temple, which became Ashra, which is just him doing these crazy guitar loops. And that record's called New Age of Earth, which I really like. Specifically, the song Deep Distance is really, it gets me every time. And then there's always like the Brian Eno's, Another Green World is always great, Here Come the Warm Jets, and then you can also do the ambient stuff early in the morning, like uh, music for airports, music for films, that kind of stuff. So one of the things that's different about working in a wholesale bakery as opposed to a retail bakery is that we're listening to music the whole time. We don't have to appease anyone's tastes other than our own in the bakery. That said, there's an incredible diversity of taste within the bakery itself. So who's ever in control and that control, uh, we don't have regimented ways of controlling who's who's at the helm of the music for the day but it it needs to be respectfully passed from person to person when the time is right or when someone plays something that's so terrible that they've lost their their uh rights to the uh uh, you know to the sonos um from from there it can kind of go any direction sometimes we'll go towards some dub i was just listening to a record actually a couple times this week that's really good it's a compilation that was reissued from 1982 or 81 it's called junjo presents wins the world cup it's like all the songs are kind of titled they have nothing to do with the world cup but they're all titled like different periods in a world cup game which makes no sense but the the record is is fantastic Another one that's great and fun for later in the day is uh, Night Nurse by Gregory Isaacs, which is really awesome. Night Nurse. Yeah, it can kind of go anywhere. King Tubby, Lee Scratch Perry, that's another route. Or we can go a totally different direction and go towards some more punky things like Gang of Four. Uh, Entertainment is a great record, or uh, other things that are coming to mind. Um, The Saints, which is an Australian punk band from 79 or something like that. And their their record, I think, is called I'm Stranded, which is really good. So depending on the vibe of the day, it's like... Just got to feel it. We either want to go dub if you want to just like... Groove it out. Yeah. I mean, you can go, it, it, it's, I don't know. I, I in my past life, I, I, when I was living in Boston, actually, I was, was DJing a little bit and you kind of have to, you have to feel, feel the room or feel your own vibe or feel where the music's going and how the people are responding to it. And that's kind of how I think in my head when I'm in the, in the room baking, it's, it's like, I'm responsible for the well being of all these people in this room. And you've got to feel it out. If you know that someone you know, hates stoner metal, don't play sleep. Like, uh, so, you know, sometimes we need to play some high on fire or Mastodon or things like that to get really cranked up. But I know that some people just don't like that stuff. Or other times I walk into the room and like Shania Twain is playing in the bakery. Not, it's not my choice and will never be my choice but uh yeah i mean i i i gravitate towards towards non-commercial music in general but i'm not always at the helm of the music but i you can hear 
when there's discord and it's not no one is shy about it so they just get to the point and say this is we gotta can't do this so there's there's this trend that i've been noticing lately in the bakery where like when they're cleaning up at the end of the day ironically i'm sure but maybe non-ironically for some people in the bakery alanis morissette comes on and it makes me want to shoot myself when i come in there but it's you know it's not i'm not baking so you guys are in control and and that's great if that's what you want but um that's terrible yeah my alanis morissette is the counting crows yeah i mean that (laughs) i hate i hate the counting crows (laughs) no interest in that I've always been obsessed with music since the very beginning. My mom was an opera singer. Now she's a cantor. There's always been music in my household. There's pianos and guitars, and they're still crucially part of my life. And my, you know, the the stresses of this job are beyond anything I've ever experienced times a thousand. Um, and I need those things in order to return to earth. So because of my musical household, I I started playing guitar probably when I was about seven. 17 or 18 and I never played in a band but I've always played I play daily and I, I play for me um and I don't play for any reason other than that I always you know when I'm doing it you can kind of easily get lost in the fantasy of being on stage but it's not it's not really about that for me I've been playing guitar for over a decade only in like the last two years do I feel like I can sort of disconnect and play without thought especially not so much in just chord progressions, but in like fingering and, and allowing my, my fingers to move without the, the control of my mind and they know where to go now. So it's, I, 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 it just sort of kind of evolves naturally and I really in, enjoy, it's like meditative. So I enjoy kind of getting out there and, and doing that. Yeah. So there's a lot of muscle memory in baking and a lot of muscle memory in playing guitar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you have to have the technique down before you can get to that higher level of relaxation. And yes, baking now is a job and requires some, uh, you know, real focus and, and it's hard, it's hot and it's cramped and there's a clock for your every day. You know, you're up against it every single day. You got to get that stuff out the door and ready to, and baked and done packed in, in packages and into the trucks and out the door, uh, every single day by very specific times. So there's pressure, but that pressure can be turned off in those moments when you can stop and shape 50 baguettes over and over again. And each time you're trying to do it better than you did the last time. And then a year later, you're, you're so proficient that you're not even thinking about your hands, just like I was sort of describing with the guitar where you're, you're training yourself over and over again to do these things so that you can forget about them and kind of zone out. But at the same time, you kind of have to keep checking in to make sure you're not screwing up. Thanks to Andy Caden of Bub and Grandma's. You can try their bread at any of the aforementioned restaurants discussed in this episode and at various farmers markets throughout Los Angeles. Find out precisely where by visiting bubandgrandmas.com. You can also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to Andy's shift list, including all of the music you heard on this episode and more, or stream it on Spotify by subscribing to BGS's playlist. The shift list is produced by me, Chris Jacobs. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help as always from the entire BGS team, including marketing guru Joseph Klingel, social media director Justin Hiltner, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for Roots culture redefined. If you love the shift list, please leave us a review or rating over at iTunes.com slash shift list. And also be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at the bluegrasssituation.com. The shift list is a part of the BGS podcast network. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.